to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page, like it, do whatever you need to do there. Uh, share the content. Obviously, lots of good content today with Chris Stanton, who is sitting opposite the phone line for me. Um, Tom Izzo, look, we're going to break down the game in a second, but Tom Izzo, obviously, making history. That's something that we're going to have to start the show off with. Uh, we'll take a look at the Big Ten tournament, um, what that projects like for Michigan State, and maybe a staff change for MSU, which I know people are kind of begging for, and uh, if we have time, we'll get to that. Um, but like I said, Chris is with me. Chris, Tom Izzo, more wins at a Big Ten university than any other coach now. Um, look, where does this place him all time as far as a national perspective goes? I think Izzo would be the first to uh, tell you that he wants that second title more than anything. It, it's it's hard to, you know, he has he's had such an illustrious career. He's had a Hall of Fame career. I, I don't know uh, – if I can necessarily put a number by it yet, because I don't think he's done. You know, there are a lot of Michigan State fans that will tell you he's done and would like him out the door and saying that he's lost touch with the game or, or other things. I'm not ready to to put a number by that yet. 630, uh, 633 took a little bit longer to get there than, uh, than anybody would have hoped, especially Izzo, over the past month. But uh, uh, I, I'm curious to see where he goes from here, uh, where this team goes from here with the tournament. And I'm hoping that next year is such a wild card as far as, you know, do they do they bring in some guys from the transfer portal of the three seniors who stays? There are so many question marks, but I, I got to believe we, we're sitting at about three, four, five years left of his career. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out when you consider the fact Michigan State still got two open scholarships, or one technically if uh, Davis Smith went against uh, what was supposed to be for Enoch Boake and Amoni Bates, which, I mean, you look at how Memphis has played lately, you know, you just sit there and say, oh, thank God Michigan State dodged that bullet. <laughs> but... I mean, what? What's Memphis now? Like nine and one in their last ten? They look phenomenal without him in the lineup. It's addition yeah, and, by subtraction. Yeah, and here's the thing: I had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Um, I'm gonna name drop here. Will Whitaker actually sent me over uh, something about Amoni Bates and his collapse, and I was just in uh, Memphis's uprising. And I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me." Like, I had no idea that was going on. I don't pay attention to it. And uh, it, it's just unbelievable when you sit there and it's like, imagine how much worse this season could have been for Michigan State. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I digress. Uh, look, this is this is the way I see it, though. I'm, I'm going to put a number by Izzo. I'm not saying definitively where he's at. Like, you know, I've got my – NBA uh, top 10 rankings or whatever. And I got a number by everybody, you know, Jordan one magic two and so on and so forth. I'm not going to sit there and put one of those numbers by Izzo. I'm going to put a number by him though, that he's top 10 coach of all time. Um, I, th I think that's fair with all the final fours and the big 10 titles. 
I just uh, I, I so badly want this is my reference. Ring. But yeah, yeah, and that second ring is obviously going to just catapult him to top seven at least. Uh, but th- this is my reference point. Everybody says Jim Beheim's the top ten coach of all time. Is this better than <laughs> Beheim? And yeah, absolutely. So th- th- that's my reference. They both have one title. Um, Izzo's got more conference championships, more tournament, more conference tournament championships, one less uh, murder on his uh, profile. Like that, Tom, Tom Izzo's better than Jim Beheim. And I mean, you can sit there and talk about Izzo's record against Beheim, but a lot of those were early years. Michigan State hasn't played Syracuse. I mean, they played them um, with the Miles Bridges uh, game where. Let's Bridges, not talk about that. <laughs> Bridges passed up a wide open McQuaid in the corner to take a double team shot. Um, the part of the game that doesn't get referenced much, but I mean, you take away the. I, I think that was the last game we actually watched on TV together, wasn't it? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I just moved into my house, and uh, you came down, and we broke in the man cave in the worst way possible. Um, but yeah, that's, you, uh, take that out of it. And, uh, like Michigan state hasn't played Syracuse in a while. So that that's where I'm at with it. I, I think Tom is a top 10 coach. I think he's, you look at what he's done with the talent that he's had. And yes, I did just bring up bridges, but Winston wasn't supposed to be that guy that he turned out to be. And, um, you know, Mo Aker wasn't supposed to be that guy that he turned out to be, and things like that. So that that's where I stand. Uh, let's get to the game action. Um, Michigan State started out 18-1 run, survived a counter punch by Eric Ayala's offense, Fats Russell's defense, and Max Christie's offense, for better or worse, and. Uh, you know, the lead got all the way back down to three. They blew it back up to where it was comfortable enough at the end for uh, the seniors to kiss the Spartan head and uh, Steven Izzo to act a fool. Um, what, was that, what, uh, what did what was that Eric Ayala in the uh, second half or was that Steph Curry? I mean, just I, I had so many uh, flashbacks to. You know, certain Penn State guards and certain Northwestern players just, just shooting. to be named later. Yeah, three steps inside a half court, it seemed, and chucking it up, and everything goes in. Um, that that was a high blood pressure second half. It, it kind of seemed like an NBA game a little bit with the series of runs that both teams went on. Uh, it was a crazy second half. Yeah, yeah. You know, Maryland down twenty. Probably could have been down 23 if Max Christie could collect his feet under him. You know, down 20, they go on a 10-0 run. Uh, The Michigan State goes on a 10-0 run. The Maryland, it it was ridiculous. And watching that, I'm impressed with how Michigan State survived the counterpunch. Because, I mean, that's a positive you can take away from it. Obviously, I'm not impressed if they didn't play that way for the whole 40 minutes and look I know that you know based upon averages if you say oh well they scored this many points the first 10 minutes if they keep this pace up I knew Maryland wasn't going to score four points for the entire game but 
I, I was disappointed. So I was disappointed that they gave it up and that they let it get back to within three because better teams are going to capitalize and finish them off, especially when you're not at home. But at the same time, I like the fact that they didn't fold like this team has a few times throughout the course of the year. Yeah, precisely. I, it would impress me more if they had done this as an away game or a neutral site game. Did uh, what they had to do in the closing minutes to to see out this game it says a lot going into not only the Big Ten tournament but the NCAA tournament. Uh, I, a couple of shows ago when I was on, we talked about Max Christie, and I didn't think that he could put in those minutes. And very seldom am I right, but I, I think I got this one. He's hit that freshman wall. It he played 28 minutes against Maryland. He probably should have played closer to 20. Uh, Izzo put him back in. I understand why to raise his confidence and, and finish on a good note, but he, he was horrific in that game. I, I think his upside is fantastic. He's going to be a pro someday, but we're not close to that. No, and uh, he's, I, I love how people are talking about how he's going to the NBA. No, he's not. Not, not no, with the way not he's played. You, you, you can't. No. And I mean, look, the NBA is more athletically positioned as far as their drafts go. Um, that's why Miles Bridges got selected so high, even though I thought there were glaring holes in his defense and rebounding and ability to drive uh, when he was coming out. Um, obviously, he answered the bell, but at the same time, like, if he wasn't the athlete that he was, I don't think he did enough to justify going pro after a second season. Um, and he may still surprise us and stuff like that, but with the ceiling that the kid has, which is incredible, especially if he can get more on-the-ball usage and not necessarily get the usage but become more efficient at it because he does not look comfortable, and we saw that, I think, in the – what was it? The uh, Ohio State game. He was getting more play over Hogart because Hogart's still not – and as far as being that point, and he just didn't look comfortable with that either. So if he can become a little more efficient there, then that's going to be something that I think uh, will obviously help increase his stock, not being a point guard, but just having the ball in his hands. Now, where, I, you know, you were talking about where you were right, where I was right. I said Jay Nakins needed to play more. Mm-hmm. Um, I said over Gabe Brown, because this was during Gabe Brown's uh, month off, but and so I was wrong in that regard, but he needs to play over Christie a little bit more now. And hopefully yeah. me saying that will uh, light the same fire that Gabe Brown had because we know that everybody there on the team listens to the show. Um, <laughs> but Jaden, I, I hate this stat. I'm not a fan of the stat because I think basketball is a team game, even though as far as being a team game goes, it's as individually affected as any sport. Um. Jaden Aikens plus minus was 22. I saw that. He uh, he is not hitting that freshman wall because he's been parked on Izzo's bench for majority of the season. I think that uh, when he's out there, he's he's a cog in the offense. He's things kind of move freely. He's he knows what he's doing. He, he's a solid uh, basketball IQ. Sometimes he will make erratic plays. And sometimes you wonder about the IQ, but I think he's a freshman who's just trying to make his mark. 
And, and I like him. I, I like the fact that he got 17 minutes. Um, you know, yeah, it's not going to show up in the some of the stat lines. He had two points, but he had four points, four assists. He's doing those things that will keep the offense flowing, which sometimes that's been an issue over the last month. Yeah, he, he's aggressive attacking the hoop. And the only other person who's really attacked the hoop as of late is Malik Hall whenever he gets the ball at the top of the key because you know he's going to try to take it one-on-one. Can we, um, can we talk about that for a second? I, I'm yeah. pretty sure Malik Hall has put has taken days off of my life, and you know where I'm going to go with this. Let, let me Fourth, let me wrap Bacon's first. Okay. Let me wrap up Bacon's, and we'll talk about how Malik Hall's killing you. Look, <laughs> Aikens, in addition to his offense, he he provides really good defense. He's six foot three, might be the best rebounder on the team. Yeah, he'll get at times he, the way he attacks the ball. Yeah, he, he's incredible, and having that ability to drive opens up the stuff for guys like A. Brown who like to sit outside. Guys like Max Christie, who Christie does like to drive, but, I mean, he's much better stop and pop. And then guys like Hauser and guys like Malik Hall, who Malik Hall's still shooting the lights out from deep. Uh, Marcus Bingham's starting to do the same. Uh, and now we can talk about how Malik Hall's trying to kill you. <laughs> You know, I've worked a lot of basketball camps in my life. I've worked with a lot of third, fourth graders, I, all the way through high school seniors. And we, we teach kids to dribble with their eyes up. I mean, this is a fourth grade skill. Yet Malik Hall, and I, and I love this dude. He's arguably one of my favorites on the entire team. Stop going into the paint with your head down. How many times does he have to have the ball get ripped away from him because he never sees the defender because his head is down? Yeah, oh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think I sent you a text. Like, once that happened, I was like, Michigan State looks absolutely perfect right now, except for that one time Gabe Brown was open in the corner and Lee Call still tried to take it one-on-one and it ended up being a one-on-two. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's almost getting there, but – horseshoes and hand grenades the second that you take that power dribble and you put your head down at this level you're going to get pilfered you're going to get ripped and and that's happened on several occasions lately yeah and i mean on those situations where the help side's not good uh you saw the spin move that he had that result in two points like he's got that ability to do it he just needs to do it in more of uh, a wingman type with more of a wingman type mentality um, is ultimately what he needs to do it as, you know, he's got to have that ability to pass and he just doesn't have that. And that's the one thing that I think he really needs to fix. If he, if he can work on his vision, he can work on his awareness and he is able to make those passes because there's not many guys who guard him that are as quick as he is with that spin move. Mm -hmm. And he can, he can get by you with that crossover too. Um, it, it doesn't look pretty, but he can get by you. And so I think if he can, if he can start making those passes, he could be all Big Ten first team. And so I'm curious to see how that obviously plays out. Um, we we have to talk about it. We have to talk about the seniors. It was senior day yesterday. Um, you had uh, – Mitchell, who, you know, put up a dynamite nothing burger, uh, even though he did technically check into the game. Um, 
or sorry, was it Peterson? Peterson, yep, Mike Peterson. Yeah, Pete, from Ferris Mike Peterson. State. Sorry. Yep, yep, and then um, you have obviously Brownhauser and Bingham, and Bingham was just absolutely phenomenal. And this is this is my question about the seniors. It's not oh, what type of impact did they leave at Michigan State? Because we know it; these guys were role players who contributed to some very very good basketball teams. And uh, my question is, when you look at the way Michigan State started, that was carried by Marcus Bingham. Mm-hmm. Tom Izzo likes to start the seniors. He, he That's something that he does on senior day. He likes to start the seniors. Obviously, a situation with Michigan State kind of fighting for seeding and stuff like that, trying to avoid that 7-10 to 10 line. Um, in the NCAA tournament, you're not going to start Peterson because you got to win this game. But you've do do you go back to Bingham as a starter? Do you go back to Hauser as a starter? Because Hall finally showed up when he was coming off the bench. Do like how how do you manipulate the lineup, or do you manipulate the lineup, or do you keep Marble and Hall in there? I, I, you have to go back to Bingham. Um, you can't teach speed and you can't teach length and what he may not be the fastest player on the floor. Um, he certainly has that length to alter shots. I think he's a guy that you have to have. I like marble. Um, I know sometimes Spartan Twitter is not very kind to him. Um, but he's, he's a great role player. And sometimes he's a little over aggressive, um, especially on the defensive end. But I think, I think you got to ride this out with Bingham. Uh, he showed us a little bit more range, a lot more range in the first half um, against Maryland yesterday. I think you start him. I think you're you're quick to go to the bench, and, and depending on the matchups, uh, who Michigan State sees um, next. Obviously, we had Maryland again, which you know at first I, I wanted Indiana instead, but I don't mind the matchup that you and I have talked about and every, everybody in the world knows the hardest thing to do in sports is beat a three team three times. But I really like the way the Michigan state matches up uh, with Maryland. Ayala is not going to shoot the lights out like that every single time. So I, I like our chances, but the mystery opponent opponents, hopefully plural that, that we see in the NCAA tournament, you know, maybe this is going to pay off, you know, all year we didn't, and this is well-documented. Everybody always speaks of, you know, we don't have that go-to guy. Michigan state doesn't have that go-to guy. Look up and down this roster for matchups for, for who we might run into that. We have a guy for that. It it would be nice if we had, you know, a a consistent Tyson Walker, a consistent, uh, the Max Christie of, of, of six weeks ago, the Gabe Brown that uh, put up all those points as a freshman and against the LSU uh, in that LSU game, the sweet 16 or and the Gabe Brown that we've, we've seen flashes of, you know, early this year, but not lately. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it. If these guys some somehow can catch some consistency, I still think this could be a sweet 16 team. I don't, I don't think the, 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 the sky is any higher than that for, for this group, but you know, to get back to your original question, you go with Bingham. Yeah. And I, I mean, Marble obviously can give you some offensive Bingham's lacking in the defensive area. 
And so, I mean, I think there'd be a situation where you just counter it out. Like, hey, look, you're not giving me anything on defense. Well, that's why you're in the game. So we're going to play marble who can give us a little mm-hmm. bit of offense at least. Because yep. that's not necessarily Bingham strong. So you can't really post him up like you can marble who's been fantastic on the offensive end as of late. Um, defensively, he's looked a little lost the last couple games. Um, he, he was okay yesterday, I think. I think he had a couple breakdowns that didn't look pretty, but... Um, it looked like he was starting to get back on the right track. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. You've got, you've got to go Bingham because he can always spark you from three, two. And that's always a difference than, uh, 18 foot two pointer that marble hits is having a six eleven guy, but, or seven foot guy, uh, hit a three on you. So I'm uh, curious to see how that goes. Um, as far as the big 10 tournament is concerned, I love the draw. I love getting Maryland again. You mentioned the matchups. Um, I do like it. Um, you just got to obviously stop Ayala, stop him, stop Maryland. Um, can't let uh, Russell get confident. But other than that, they don't have a lot in regard to the matchups for Michigan State. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. I love potentially playing a Wisconsin team and without Johnny Davis perhaps. Um, I think I think that's absolutely that's absolutely huge, uh, and we don't know his condition after that shot that he took yesterday. But that, I mean, with or without him, I think Michigan State's just fine against Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin one of those teams where they don't have a ton of star power that could completely take you over. Like I said, obviously they got potential player of the year, but they don't have. Too much else in that regard. Uh, you know, Davison might do something stupid to where he switches the momentum um, one way or by, the other. By stupid, uh, you illegal and inappropriate. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also might go off for three straight three pointers, <laughs> and I mean that that would be kind of stupid too. So uh, when when you look at that, um, I, I like that matchup. I don't. I don't think Michigan State makes it past Saturday, anyways. Um, regardless of what it is, because who's the who's the other high Purdue? Yeah, Purdue is uh, the other one that's got the double by on, on Michigan State side of the bracket. Yeah, you're you're not beating them, uh, but that that's where my thoughts are on the Big Ten tournament. Uh, what do you think Michigan State has to do to avoid seven, eight, nine, and ten? in the national tournament. I think, I think if Michigan state can get past Maryland, that, that the dreaded uh, beat a team three times, I think they can beat Wisconsin again. If they get to Saturday, I, Purdue, Purdue's been shaky. And, and I, I think they could get to Sunday. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, if they're able to get to, to Saturday, I think they're going to be at a, a probably a good spot, probably maybe a seven, um, six. I think that they would probably have to win the Big Ten tournament. Maybe, maybe a showing if they get to Sunday. Um, that's it because of of the uh, the the small conferences and to see well, you know who steals an an automatic bid. So far, so good. I was happy to see. Our future head coach, uh, Mr. Drew Valentine, um, Loyola, Chicago, uh, doing well like they always do this time of year. So 
it, a lot, uh, lots up in the air. Now we've heard about the bubble being pretty soft this year. So it, in all honesty, I could see Michigan state uh, being on the eight, nine line. I don't trust the committee, especially after last year, putting a, putting Michigan state in the play in game. So that's kind of where I, I see us falling, you know, six, maybe seven ish, iffy, probably eight or nine line. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, when you know, when I ask that question, that's what I want to avoid is the eight nine line. Um, you know, the going against the three seeds, going against the four seeds, is something that would suit Michigan State much better. I mean, Michigan looks like they're in after their win against Ohio State. <laughs> At this point, I would rather take whatever Michigan's draw is as opposed to whatever Michigan State's is going to be. Well, hey, I, hey, I, I got to give you props there, man. You called that one too. You know, Hunter Dickinson doesn't play in the game. They go down to to Columbus with their real head coach that's been calling the shots from the beginning, not the figurehead who is suspended and no longer suspended because I hear he's back for the Big Ten tournament. And that was a gutty performance by them. I know the the, the theme of this show is not as balanced as it used to be, but I got to give Michigan <laughs> a lot of credit. And look, look what big on Michigan came through when they needed it. The best player on the team. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, uh I, I I would trade I would trade seats with Michigan right now in a heartbeat without seeing it. And without seeing, you know, what either team does in the Big Ten tournament. Um, I think that's that, fair. That that that's where I'm at. Um but that being said, I think Michigan State's potential, just because you talked about you have a certain guy who can match up a certain way any given moment, you know, Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker actually pulled a three-pointer with somebody going under the screen yesterday Amazing, and just knocked it down. And then he misses two in a row and kind of jumped back into a shell. But, you know, you talk about what he brings to the table as far as that goes. A.J. Hogarth's speed, size, and strength uh, for a point guard, um, even though he's not necessarily a shooter. But he's got the ability to knock it down a little bit. And then, you know, Christie's look, like I said, when we were talking about him leaving for the draft, potentially, which I think would be stupid of him to do right now. Um, athletically, he can do it. And Gabe Brown can athletically, same thing, except he can knock it down right now. And Malik Hall and Hauser are two different types of uh fours and marble sissoko and bingham you you like you have guys you have bodies um and so i'm gonna be so i i think michigan state can go far um pending what their draws it look i want that seven to ten spot if i had to choose um between that and eight nine obviously but i'll i i think that six spots attainable with what Michigan State has. I think a decent showing on Saturday, if you get to it, is going to be enough to do it. Um, we got two seconds here. Western Michigan's coaching job, or Western Michigan's coaching position opened up again. Mm. Dwayne Stevens was interviewed last time when Hawkins left. Uh, Dwayne Stevens, supposedly a favorite. Thoughts on that? Because I know that Michigan State fans want to shake up in the bench because they keep comparing Izzo's, what, last year and a half, ultimately is all it is, because two years ago they had a team that could compete with anybody, 
last year and a half to Mark D'Antonio's last five years. You know, and I'm kind of sick of it. There might be a shuffle coming, though, if Stevens leaves. Thoughts on that? For how many years have we been told, well, Izzo doesn't make the playing time decisions. That's Dwayne Stevens. Dwayne Stevens does the lineups. I I would almost it, – I'm thankful. And, and what's the... been what's been legit? And here's the thing: it's the line. And I just I'm just touching on this really quick, and I'll let you get back to your point. The lineup change issue people complain about all the time, and I think it it was stupid. This year, I've had issues with the lineup. This is the year that I've had issues with the lineup. Correct. So I, I'll, you know, I'll I'll let you roll. Well, as much as I would like to say, go ahead, leave. Um, I think we have to give respect to Dwayne Stevens for the job he's done over the, the the whole of his career for Michigan State. Not only as a player under Judd, but the the job that he's done with uh, with uh, Izzo on the bench. If if this feels like his opportunity, and he you know if tomorrow never comes, as far as you know, how long is Izzo going to stick around? Like we earlier in the show, uh, if he goes, I wish him well. I think he's done a. Uh, a great job for Michigan state over the years. Yeah. I do question the the lineups as much as anybody. Um, I would be surprised if he left, honestly. Yeah. He, he, he seems like a lifer in what mm-hmm. role. I'm not 100% sure. And here, here's one thing you got to keep in mind. Steven handles the lineup. What lineups? What else does he coach? Bigs. I remember when uh, people were talking about when Izzo leaves, when Izzo leaves, when Izzo leaves, and Dane Fife was more or less the coach in waiting by public opinion. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green came out and brought up Stevens' name. So, do with that what you will. <laughs> I think that can speak volumes because Absolutely. Draymond Green's about it. I mean, even though he he develops a big, so I think marbles come along well. Um, I think Hauser's improved from a defensive standpoint. Bingham hasn't really come along well. Sizoko's taking a little bit longer, I think, to develop than we wanted to. Um, but Draymond Green's about as well of a developed player as you've had at Michigan State under the Izzo era. And so I think to have his seal of approval on Stevens um, for that, you know, credit to that. And, I mean, that if I'm Western Michigan, that's all I would need to hear to hire him. But that also indicates that it would be a loss for Michigan State in a developmental aspect, and that obviously is something that you know you can't really take for granted if you are a Michigan State fan. But uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. We will be back. We'd have to do it Friday. Um, you know, pending uh, Michigan State's outcome of. The Maryland game on Thursday um, and a quick potential preview for that night's game. Um, I'm not 100% sure how we're going to try to wrap all of that together. Uh, we did kind of give you an outlook on the Big Ten tournament. If it's something where we have to wait until Michigan State's knocked out or wins the whole thing, then uh, that's something that we'll have to do. At the very least, we'll be back <laughs> in a week and uh, – look at Michigan State's draw for the NCAA tournament, uh, what that holds, and, yeah, how far they can potentially make it. But, uh, Chris, hey, I appreciate you coming on. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is The Trouble with the Snap.